Good morning, Pastor Mike coming to you once again with the Word of God. I hope and pray that each and every one of you have been living a blessed life, meaning that life cannot conquer you. The Word of God will be coming today out of the book of Acts chapter 17, beginning with the 10th verse. Then the brethren immediately sent Paul and Silas away by night to Berea. When they arrived, they went into the synagogue of the Jews. These were more fair-minded than those in Thessalonica, and that they received the word with all readiness and searched the scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. Therefore, many of them believed, and also not a few of the Greeks, prominent women as well as men. But when the Jews from Thessalonica learned that the word of God was preached by Paul at Berea, they came there also and stirred up the crowds. Then immediately the brethren sent Paul away to go to the sea, but both Silas and Timothy remained there. I ask some of you today, as you get ready to hear the word of God and I hope and pray that it will pierce your souls, your minds, your hearts, that this will be a life-changing word in your home, on your jobs, everyone that you come in contact with. I ask you, what are some of your most effective ways that you digest the word of God? What have you found to be the best ways to keep it alive in your heart and fresh on your mind? Because I'm a firm believer, the word of God must stay fresh. It must live inside of you in order for it to change your life. It's like eating a, a good steak or whatever type of food you love to eat, that in order for you to really get its true nutritional value, you must be able to digest it. If you try to eat it and then you regurgitate it back up, you get no nutritional value from it. So it's important that as you hear this word of God come forth, that you truly try to apply it to your life, how you live, your day-to-day -day walk. Well, one of the things here that you'll find that the people of Berea, they had some great characteristics that I truly believe that each and every one of us today should possess. And I'm going to give you about three or four of them here. And the first one, they were willing to receive. In order for you to grasp a hold of something or take root, you must be ready. You must deliberately be ready to take whatever it is that 
someone has given you. And scripture says that they were ready to hear what Paul had to say here. A lot of times in our churches, we work overtime to offer many opportunities. We do things, we have conferences, we have retreats, Bible studies, discipleship training, many different methods we, we, we try to give to the people. And one of the things that I'm finding out is, is that many times we don't lack opportunities. We lack a willingness. We lack willingness. We just don't really want to do it. It's a lot of us out here. We just, we just lack that desire. It's like sitting around the house and you know you need to clean up the garage or you know you need to clean up a certain room and you just sit there all weekend long, all week long, and it never gets done. And it's still sitting there looking in your face. And the only thing that you lack is a willingness. You just don't want to do it. So it's not that the opportunities are not there. It's something inside of us that these people here of Berea, they showed us they definitely didn't have that issue. They were willing to receive the word of God. Secondly, they were ready to receive the word of God. They were eager to receive what Paul was ready to give. And what they did is, is they actually prepared to get ready to receive what Paul was getting ready to give them. They were receptive. Their disposition, they were set and ready. And a lot of times we're just not ready. We don't prepare ahead of time. The third thing, they cross-examine the message with the scripture. When someone is giving you a message, even right now while I'm ministering to you, you should be cross-examining what I'm saying to you by the word of God. Did I just say something that you can find in the word of God? And it's not about measuring how accurate Paul was or how accurate I am, but it's about you getting a understanding and having a personal examination of the word of God for yourself. You see, we need to learn how to study the word of God <clears throat> for ourselves. We need to stop being spoon-fed. See, some years ago, I heard about a, a national forest that they had to close off a certain portion of their park where the tourists would get to. So a number of the bears, they say, starved during this time that the park was closed because the bears had grown accustomed to being fed by the tourists. They had ceased feeding themselves. So they had grown accustomed to being spoon-fed. 
like some of us is with the word of God. If someone doesn't preach to us, we don't look at the word of God. If it doesn't come on TV, we don't look at the word of God. We don't sit down and read the word of God for ourselves. But the Bereans not only perform the right practices, but I believe that they possess the right heart. They didn't examine this word of God, the scriptures. They didn't examine it to see if Paul knew what he was talking about. Their motive wasn't to argue. They weren't double checking Paul or double checking your pastor or any teacher. But their motives were right. They had a good heart. And they wanted to understand better this faith walk. So the Jews in Thessalonica found out Paul was preaching in Berea. And it says they became very vindictive enough to travel 50 miles to agitate and stir up people. And you'll find that in the 13th verse. They came there also and stirred up the crowds. How many of you know you, the enemy doesn't care how far you are away from them? The enemy will seek you out. The enemy will find you. The enemy will go out of his or her way to cause trouble in your life. The enemy will go halfway around the world just to stir up something in your household. The enemy will go out of their way to make up lies, to make up stories that are nowhere near close to being right. Just to stir up trouble in your life. A word here I want you to listen to is, is spelled S-A-L-E-U-O, saluo. It means to rock to topple, to shake, to stir up. The enemy of our souls will use every means and every human agent that he can to topple us, to shake us up, to stir us up. So it's very important that you learn to examine the scriptures for yourself. Because I promise you, the enemy will come to rock you, shake you, stir you up and it don't matter how far he gotta go to get to you he'll try to come at you and try to shake everything in your life he'll throw disease he'll throw issues of life at you he'll come at you through your children through your husband through your wife through your job get this one through the church. He'll come at you through places that you feel like is your where, where you should get some solitude and places where you should be able to go and, and rest from the crazy world. He'll actually be waiting for you in church sometime. Because he wants to topple you. He wants to rock your world. He wants to make you think you can't get away. The enemy will track you down 
And the one very thing that you better make sure and know of is, is that you know the word of God. You know what God's word says. You can tell the enemy, get thee behind me. Why? Because I have submitted to God and I understand right now through my relationship with God, not my relationship with my man, my woman or my children or my pastor, but my relationship with God. I understand and know that he said, yet have he seen the righteous forsaken or begging bread? He said, he never leave me nor forsake me. Sometimes you need to tell the enemy that. You need to stop crying about your issues and your problems, and you need to speak the word of God to the enemy. You need to tell the enemy who God is in your life. It's time out for allowing the enemy to chase you 50 miles, 10 miles, 2 miles, 5 minutes. It's time out for letting the enemy chase you around and, and you tucking your tail and you running. It's time to stand up to the enemy and let the enemy know, for God I live, for God I die. But one sure thing that I do know, God got me. Somebody out there needs to know no matter how bad it is, no matter what you're going through, no matter what the doctors have said, no matter what your neighbor, no matter what your mama, no matter what your cousin, no matter what your child has said about you. Do you know who God truly is? Are you eager and willing to serve God, eager and willing to know more about God? Where is your faith? Because the enemy, he will chase you. And he's trying to check you. He's trying to check you and see what kind of a faith walk do you have? You see, faith, you can't see it. And in order for you to have faith, something must transpire, something must happen that you don't see any way out of or through, and you must have faith, a belief that God is going to bring you through. If you come through everything, how will you ever have faith? Why would you need faith? Because every time something goes on, it just happens. You just pop right out of it. But the God that I serve, the God that Paul served. He'll make a way. He'll make a way out of no way. He'll make a way when it's cloudy outside. And you is no, you don't even see the sunlight trying to come through the clouds, but he'll make a way. Let's go a little further in the word of God here. In the 15th through the 23rd verse. You'll find out as you read these scriptures here and I need someone out there to truly stop for a moment and examine yourself right now. Because these people here did something that Paul brought to the light on them and and it was all about when he came to 
Athens. He began to wonder, how is it that you can have a people here that know so much, but understand so little? And sometimes I believe that's us in the church. We claim to know so much about God, yet we know so little. You see, Paul had a fruitful ministry in Berea until the troublemakers, <laughs> until the enemy came from Thessalonica, agitated folk. Then Paul once again found himself moving on and his destination was Athens. And it says that Timothy and Silas left him there. They didn't stay with him. He didn't have any friends with him this time. So Paul encountered an imposing city of Athens all by himself, according to Acts 17, 16. And it says that he reacted strongly to the sight of a city full of idols. Imagine going somewhere and it's just different. But Paul took this as an opportunity because he had a sincerity about his heart. He reasoned in the synagogues with the Jews and he in the marketplace. He spoke to different people and, and, and he wanted them to know all that he could give them about who Jesus Christ was. Day by day, it says that he tried to reason with the Athenians, telling them about just Jesus. But one of these moments, he, he found himself where he looked at one of the altars and the inscription said, to an unknown God. And that's all Paul needed, was to see that they claimed to know God, but they put an inscription on one of the altars to an unknown God. Let me tell you about this God. And I question each and every one of you today. Do you truly know who God is? Do you know the God that says I am that I am? Do you know the God that said I will supply you of all of your needs according to his riches by Christ Jesus? Do you know the God that you tell people about? Do you have an intimate relationship with God? You see, it's something about intimacy. You see, when you have intimacy with someone, you know sometimes what they're going to do before they ever do it. How many of you can say, no matter what you're going through, I know God got me. No matter what you're dealing with. How many of you can truly say, my God got me. No matter what my bills look like, no matter what my health looks like, no matter what my automobile is doing outside, but God truly has me. You see, Paul had to know this now being here with the Athenians. He was in a place where 
their motto was anything goes. He was in a place where their philosophy was live and let live. <laughs> if it works for you, go for it. Athens didn't care if Paul stayed or left. This was probably one of few places that Paul didn't get thrown out of because they believed virtually everyone was entitled to his own God. But what they didn't understand is Paul was escorted into town by the one true God. <laughs> Paul was brought into town, not by himself, but he came into the town with God. And I implore you today that it's time for some of you out there to stop traveling by yourself. And you need to make sure God is with you when you go to certain places. You need to make sure that God is escorting you into wherever it is that you're headed. You see, Paul understood where his strength came from. Paul understood who God truly was at that moment. He knew God would strengthen him and protect his, him with opposition and persecution. You see, you got to understand that Christianity can grow and flourish under some of the most difficult times of opposition. You must understand that. You see, God don't need something to, to, to make something. God can take nothing and make something. God don't need a seed to grow something. He is the creator, Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. This is the God that we serve. He's our being. He's everything. No matter what you're going through out there as you listen to me today, understand and know that it's time for us to be eager. It's time for us to, to, to seek God like we've never sought him before. It's time for us to stand up and, and, and if you say you know God, know God. None of us should be running around with an inscription on our heart, an unknown God. That inscription on our heart should be, I know God. I know him as a deliverer. I know him as a healer. I know him as, as my financial doctor. I know him as, as a lawyer. I know him. Not I'm trying to get to know him, but I know him. You see, when you know something about somebody, you don't cry all the time. You don't cry when opposition is in your face. Because you know your daddy is going to be right there for you. You know God is going to stand in right there before you. 
He'll be your lawyer. He'll be in the operating room. He'll be down at the city when they're trying to come against you. You see, Paul knew all of this. He knew that in opposition, God takes opposition and he uses it so that he get the glory. You see, sometimes opposition has to be there because that's when God gets the glory. You, it's out of your hands. You, you can't take no credit for it. Well, I did this to come out of this. Well, I, I, I put some ends together and, and I put my money together. No, 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 no. God did it. And I don't know how it was done, but I just know that God did it. That's the relationship that we must have with God. He's a deliverer. He's a way maker. He'll take nothing and make something. You don't need anything and God will take it and, and he'll, he'll move and, and he'll cause folk to, 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 to move on his behalf and on your behalf. They'll move because God told them to do it, but then it's because of who you are, your relationship with him. This is the God that we serve on this day. May you be blessed by this word. May you be delivered by this word. May your life be changed by this word. May those coming in contact with you be changed by this word. May your homes be filled, your cupboards filled. May your automobiles run correctly may you have gas in them may you not want because of who god is in your life we thank you for listening to the word of god today continue to live a life changing a life be life changing continue to let life just be changing and evolving according to the word of God that you are prosperous you are blessed life cannot conquer you let the word just saturate your body and your mind be eager I pray right now that we have an eagerness a willingness to examine and understand and know the word of God like we've never known before. That we'll let nothing separate us from the love of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Be blessed. Have a wonderful holiday. Stay safe out there. Pastor Mike loves you. In Jesus' name, amen.